Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. All right. Been a long time. I've, I've taken a, about a week off here, guys. I had a pretty serious head cold and my nose was all stuffed up. I did appear on a couple different shows during this time, though, and one of those was Andy Hoffman's show and the other was Bottom Shelf Bitcoin. If you haven't listened to that one, I recommend you do that. Uh, but welcome back to the show, guys. This is the only show that looks at like more of the fundamentals. We talk about the mining. We talk about the futures market. We talk about uh, the the news that's going on we also talk about what what else <laughs> what else do i say here oh like overall market size uh things that uh you know kind of keep you grounded on some important metrics okay anyways uh that's what i do and if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com forward slash bitcoin and markets i do have another series that i've been doing um bitcoin is freedom over there on that uh, with with a a friend and we talk about how bitcoin applies to this anarchy thing or this this freedom aspect uh, and it's it's really it, that's that's a really fun show i mean that we, we sat down we we're like well why are we here right and so we said well because bitcoin is sound money bitcoin is going to make the world more prosperous bitcoin uh, is going to fix a lot of these problems that we see out there that are uh, made really really bad by fiat money Okay, and that's kind of what we discuss in an open format on over there on Patreon. Another part of housekeeping here that I have up front is I'm I'm going to there's going to be a few little tweaks to my stream. I'm going over to another group of podcasts here pretty shortly, and so uh, be watching out for that. Be sure to subscribe. Help help me out and help these guys out. We're we're trying to uh, do something new here, so be on the lookout for that. But to help us out, you can subscribe. All right. Subscribe to this show. That way you can keep up to date with everything. I won't leave you guys hanging or something just out of the blue. Switch my stream over. I'll make sure to talk about it on the show. And uh, if there is anything that my subscribers will need to do uh, to, to keep listening, uh, I will detail that for you. But anyways, let's get into the prices. So since the last show, we have had a little dip and I talked about there that I thought we were going to have a, a stab down to roughly 6,500 or something. Or I I said I wouldn't be surprised by it, something like that. Um, but that the price is strong. Well, <clears throat> we did stab down there um, over so, like a slow, slow motion move down to support. And now it looks like we have reversed again. Now, the price right now is sitting at 76.49 on Bitstamp. And I think it's just a, this price is so solid right around here. I don't see it going down a lot more. Um, I see it it uh, just consolidating. This is complete sideways market. I've gotten a lot of messages about, you know, how low is it going? Where's a good place to buy? Yada, yada, yada. I, I don't know. Always have some bids low if you want to. But uh, for the most part, this is going to be a sideways market. And if it does drop, down below, say 6,500, it's going to be for a very, very short period of time, in my opinion. There's not going to be any catastrophic failure. Now, one thing I, I see as a weight on the market is Ethereum. They have a ton, a ton of problems, and I'll detail those in the news section later. But this, there, there is still air, hot air left in the altcoin market, specifically in Ethereum. 
and and how that plays into the overall sentiment in the space okay because everybody that is new is told like all of this new investor money um new people into bitcoin they're told that uh you know bitcoin is okay but blockchain is the real thing and look at ethereum it's it's really exciting blah 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 blah. and now it turns out they're having some major scalability issues well that's going to shake my kind of confidence in the whole space not just ethereum Uh, so if ethereum goes down which i think it's just going to kind of slowly grind downward uh, i would almost be interested in seeing an ethereum uh token market cap because i I think this is that is just going to slowly grind down punctuated by you know drastic falls when when certain coins are attacked or something i would also like to see a um, bitcoin fork market cap that can show these attacks are going on with the bitcoin forks because they're being attacked 51 percent they're on still on shot 256 or whatever and uh, they're being double spent on i mean it's it is adversarial out there it is a crazy world and we're going to start seeing a lot more of these as the price does not continue upward. Like when when the price is going up and we're in this huge bull market, everyone's fat and happy, right? But when the price crashes 50% or more than 50% and goes sideways for three months, people start looking for other ways. So maybe instead of launching an ICO now, because there's security regulations around this, some developer looks at making uh, or doing a hack on a project or a wallet or whatever to make their money, right? It's there are these, these scammers that would have created altcoins or ICOs now are going to create, uh, (laughs) are going to rent hash rate on nice hash or whatever that, that, uh, that website is. They're going to rent hash rate and attack these other coins while they take a short position or whatever there's, there's other ways they're going to find how to make a profit. That's less risky than launching an ICO with the sec watching everything. So um, th- there's this sentiment in the space, and I think that it's going to continue uh, for f- a little while. And I expect Bitcoin to continue to consolidate. So maybe bounce around in this triangle. Um, there's a lot of pressure above us or resistance above us with the 200-day starting to flatten and turn negative here in, in about a week probably. And uh, multiple different uh, resistance points above us. I, I think that Bitcoin will consolidate and we'll probably see like flat with uh, trending up and then finally break towards the end of this triangle. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's get into some more of the statistics here. The uh, damn, let me pull up my page. So the 200 MA that I just mentioned is at 10,289. And this is now only going up by about $5 a day. Um, and that will, the, the change in a 200, the slope will turn negative here pretty soon, which is something to watch. I mean, this, this didn't have really any effect when it crossed 10,000, like I thought it might. And, um, so if it goes negative, like I think that might be a bad sign for some of these investors, maybe it won't be. So we'll see. Now there's some people starting to look at the 200 MA on like the two day or the three day. And to me, that's just trying to you know, goal seek what you're looking for. Okay. And come up with a, some bullish scenario. It's much better for me. It's much uh, better in my mind to say, look, there is a massive bullish bias in Bitcoin rightly, because this is a revolutionary thing. So TA 
is going to have to be let go most of the time because the bullish bias is going to you know, push us up, period. So even if the daily or the weeklies are looking bearish, you still have to like give an extra 25 or 50% um, probability to your bullish bias because of the, the nature of Bitcoin. So anyway, so uh, let's see, 200 SMA is 10,289. That makes a mayor multiple 0.75, which is really low in the history of Bitcoin. And it's been now below one for a long time. Um, I, I So shit, every day that's below one, I mean, it's, it's just better odds that it's going to be above one the next day, in my opinion. That's probably not statistically accurate. Uh, Okay, let's see. OKEX futures. These are three-month futures. Uh, at closing in June, seventy-seven forty. So over overnight, they they did jump up with the price here, and have outpaced the price by a little bit. There's a ninety-dollar spread. That's about a little bit over one percent of the price. CME futures, however, are closed. So the front month here on CME is seventy-four seventy. Uh, they don't they don't aren't open so they don't have a chance to run this and we've created another CME gap and if you listen if you watch a uh, uh, parabolic Trav he's kind of started looking at this more like being a bigger deal these CME gaps because uh, over I don't know the last month every single time we have a CME gap that means a difference between a close and an open of a candle uh, that we go back and fill that gap. But uh, anyway, so CME is closed there at 7470 for the front month. September even is still at 7495. That's where they closed. The one kind of good thing about CME here is their open interest continues to increase uh, up another 300 open interest contracts from the my last show. Uh, so we have 2,823 open interest uh, contracts. And then so that's a total of 14,100 bitcoins. I mean, it just keeps going up, and I like to see this number get higher and higher. That just means there's more money coming in and playing in Bitcoin. Now, I speaking of this, maybe I'll put this in here because this is related to institutions, and CME would be like an institutional route into Bitcoin. Um, a lot of people are talking now about custodianship, right? And that's the hot topic is like all BitGo now and Coinbase and Gemini, they're all like doing these custodial services. Probably Poloniex will go that way, crack in. Um, but think about that. So we talk about this custodianship and we talk about these hedge funds or these big institutional investors manipulating the market. So which is it? Have they come in and they're manipulating without custodianship or are they waiting for custodianship to actually invest? Like maybe it's slightly different players, right? It's going to be the George Soros isn't going to care about the custodianship, but he's going to come in and manipulate the market. Uh, but these like endowments and sovereign wealth funds or whatever we're talking about, they won't come in until they have custodian services. So maybe it's a little bit different players, but you got to think that are they in or there's a there's a disconnect in that narrative, in my opinion. Just want to throw that bug out there in your guys' ear. All right, moving on bit. Bitmex futures, the, their June contract seventy six eighty eight, so it's slightly a premium by by ten or twenty bucks. The September contract, however, is seventy seven fifty two, so it's you know a whole hundred dollars uh, in the green there. So it's it just looks pretty healthy. It's not anything 
remarkable to talk about, but it, it's not showing like a huge uh, expectation for gains in the very near term. <sighs> okay. Longs versus shorts. So this is Bitfinex. On Bitfinex, they have, uh, you know, a money market. So you can borrow money to go long or short. It's not a one-to-one. Where on CME, for every long, there's a short, right? But uh, so because it's a futures market, so there's contracts. Up there. uh, but for these uh, on Bitfinex, you can borrow money. You can borrow dollars to go long and you can borrow Bitcoin to go short. So this, it's not a one to one basis there. Uh, and I've been watching this to see what the uh, kind of equilibrium point is. And I think it's right around 1.5 because we've been sitting around this for a long time. We're at 1.49 and we've steadied out here. Between 1.45 and 1.5, we've, we've really uh, steadied out right in that uh, region. And so I even with the, the dips and the turnarounds like we've had over the last few weeks, this 1.5 has been really steady. There's 31,300 longs and 20,900 shorts. So I, when we see a lot of shorts closing and this going above 1.5, to me, that's going to be a signal that we're going up or that a breakout is real because uh, we can see these. We might have uh, in the past, we've had like these $200 breakouts, then horizontal and then back down. They, they're calling these Bart Simpsons now, right? Because of his hair. But uh, and, and we've seen the same on the bottom, too, where uh, it goes, it drops, goes horizontal, and then it comes back up. This ratio, the longs versus shorts, to me, will confirm any sort of breakout and along with volume, obviously, but uh, just a heads up on that. Okay, so those are the prices. Let's move on to market size. Bitcoin's market cap is sitting at 130 billion. I mean, this is the same kind of as the price. It's it's very steady. Uh, the global Bitcoin market cap that includes all, all the shit coins <laughs> is 342 billion. That makes a maximalist price of 20,000 and 49 because okay again the reason why i do this maximum price for the new listeners the maximum price is like the bitcoin security underlies this whole space if bitcoin if if bitcoin were to go down for some odd reason almost impossible reason at this point it would say that it would undermine the narrative of blockchain in general it would undermine the narrative of decentralization it would undermine the narrative of censorship resistant money right uh, so all of these projects that have been built in the Bitcoin space would go down. They would all go to zero too. If Bitcoin went to zero, everything would go to zero. But the reverse is not true. So if Ripple goes to zero, Bitcoin is unaffected, right? If Bcash goes to zero, Bitcoin's unaffected. Um, that is why I say this whole space, the entire value of this entire space is based on Bitcoin. So let's divide that buy the outstanding Bitcoins and get a maximalist price. That's the 20,049. Next metric here is on-chain transactions. Uh, this is a weekend level because, uh, you know, the there is a heartbeat to Bitcoin that there's more transactions during certain times of the day and certain days of the week. Um, weekdays are usually busier than the weekends. That's why if you can wait till the weekend to send a payment and you can wait till uh, nighttime hours in the West. That's like the slowest time for Bitcoin. 
that's when I would do it. So this is a base, you know, dominated by the weekend plus the nighttime hours. So it's a little bit lower than, than normal. It's at 983 or 984,000 Bitcoins over the last 24 hours, which is about 7.5 billion. I, I'm assuming that's roughly okay, or that's roughly the same as we normally see on a Saturday. On, on, on a weekday, we'll see this at like yesterday is 1.3 at this time. 1.3, sorry. It was at uh, 1.3 million Bitcoin sent at this time yesterday. Average transaction value over the last 24 hours. Again, weekend dominated 5.1 Bitcoins. This is about $39,000 per transaction. That includes all outputs, including change. During the week, that is about uh, 50,000. And that's been very, very consistent. Between 47, 48,000 and 50,000. Another one that's very consistent is the median transaction value over the last 24 hours uh, is 0.053 Bitcoins, 0.53 Bitcoins, uh, which is $443. The Bitcoin level here is a little bit lower than normal, but the dollar value is almost the exact same. We, we hover around $450 for the median size transaction. MVT is sitting at 152 for the 28 day average. Okay, so this is my security and blockchain section. Uh, talk about mining and, and things like that. So the difficulty is estimated to go up 12.9%. The last, and that's in three days time. The last three adjustments were 3%, 3%, 4%. Those are in my sweet spot. I like to see nice, steady gains. I said this on the last show, I think. Um, I believe it's, you know, if you were to isolate a technological advance advancement uh, increase versus a new investment increase, I think that the hash rate uh, would grow at about one to two percent for the technology and about one to two percent for investment okay so that's why i say three to five percent is my sweet spot now if the price is mooning or it's has mooned recently you'll see a bigger jump in this okay or if there's a lot of new technology coming out then you'll see a jump in this and i think right now it's starting to like we're seeing the tail end of some new technology coming out. Also, I've said for a long time, this is a trailing indicator. And Gabriel, thanks for the shout out, man, on the Bitcoin group, the WCN on Thomas's show. That was pretty cool. Uh, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, I think this is a trailing indicator. However, someone did mention on that show, which I thought was very insightful, was that the halvening is coming up. And if I'm a miner and I'm looking at this halvening, you know, shit, the investment that I put in right now is going to be I'm going to get double the Bitcoin. If I'm just willing to hold the Bitcoin for two years, it's going to be double the Bitcoin that I would get then, right? So we could start seeing uh, that influence into the mining here, uh, into difficulty increases, hash rate gains. Uh, this this is a very nuanced understanding of what's going on here. I, I, I talked to a couple miners uh, on a semi-regular basis. I just met another one. And um, he said like, he doesn't really watch the price super closely. You know, he's managing his farm. He's doing his thing. And it's a very small operation. I mean, relatively small. It's a huge operation to me personally. But um, he, he's like, yeah, 
I, I don't really look at the day-to-day prices. I just mine and I buy more equipment. I buy as much equipment as I can, right? And he's putting it into Bitcoin. So uh, maybe that's the mentality that these miners are having right now. A lot of the smaller miners are thinking long-term, right? Because they don't have the overhead costs of the large miners. So a lot of the small miners are plussing up right now. Uh, this means, you know, people with between two and 50 rigs that it, they're plussing up and the people that have a thousand rigs are kind of being steady. I don't know, but th- there's a lot of different dynamics that could be at play here. The bottom line is that difficulty looks to be increasing in three days, 12.9%, which is good. That's good for the security, right? Of the, of the network. Mining profitability is about 45 cents per terahash per day. Very rough estimate. And that is slightly down. So that's, that's slightly down, but this hash rate or is slightly up. So, you know, like I say, there's, there's nuance, there's different types of miners out there. Um, I do want to say too, that uh, there is kind of this misconception that there's these large blocks, like these large monolithic blocks of hash rate. So when you, you look at a pool and you see it has 20% of the hash rate, you think that 20% is a single voting block, but it's not, it's very dynamic. And we saw that with the user activated soft work and SegWit 2X. It was very dynamic. People switched. They went to slush pool or whatever. If the future value of Bitcoin is threatened, the decentralization of mining is very dynamic. Okay. People will spread out their hash rate to different players. We saw this with Ghash back. Gosh, was that 2012? 2012 or 2013 it was early on in this mining pool era and they amassed over 51 percent of the hash rate on their pool so this isn't monolithic hash rate this is dynamic individuals pooling their resources to mine there was a big kind of uproar and uh, scare in the user base saying look this is too centralized yada 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 so what happened they voluntarily cut back and also people just left because they, they went out of business, I think within two years of that, they were out of business. So you see that hash rate pools, very dynamic, and people can move pretty damn easily. There, there is a concern that your software that you're using to manage your farm will tie you into a certain pool. Okay, so let's say... Uh, uh, let's say some pool offers this software and you use that to manage your hundred rigs. Uh, well, it's, there's the switch. Uh, there is a huge switching cost. If you can't use that same software to manage your rigs and move to another pool. See, so that there is, there is some of that concern out there, but uh, as far as I know, the few main things, the uh, piece of software that people use to manage their stuff doesn't depend on which pool they mine for so that's that's very dynamic and and that's worth watching out for for sure all right blockchain size man we're getting close to the 200 gigabyte mark it's at 199.6 gigabytes right now so it'll be a couple days well what did that be yeah three or four days and we'll be there mempool size sitting at one megabyte we're all good on the mempool transactions aren't uh, are they're confirming right away they're not uh 
waiting. Median on-chain fee I have is 15 cents to make a transaction. Okay, that's it for security. Let's go on to development. So these next three sections, I'm going to go through pretty fast. Development, Lightning Network, and Google Trends. Um, so in development, I look at this to, I, I probably should do more on this, like look at exactly what's what these PRs are and uh, what the exact work is happening. But, you know, the story is that Bitcoin is stagnant, right? But it's not. Look at the GitHub repo. There's lots of discussion going on there, okay? It's a completely open process. And there's lots of shit happening. 26 merged PRs in the last seven days and eight closed issues. The only other, like, networks that are have as much activity would be these new ones. EOS has a lot. But that's because, you know, they're building something brand new. And Bitcoin is uh, conservative development, but, I mean, the maintenance is second to none. So uh, a lot of these PRs are probably maintenance issues and things like that. But stuff is happening on Bitcoin, okay? Lightning Network. Capacity is up from 18 Bitcoins last show to 21.4 Bitcoins. This is from my source. These numbers are only as good as the Re uh, Reckless Explorer. Channels, eight, uh, sorry, 6,511. That is down slightly, it looks like, the number of channels. Uh, nodes, 2105, 2,105. That's up. So we're sitting at channels per node still 3.1. Um, capacity per channel is... 0.0032 so that's at $24.90 roughly at, at the current prices and the capacity per node I broke that down too it's 0.01 bitcoins so I'm watching all these numbers and everything keeps growing it has slowed down a bit um, the capacity keeps growing and it's just fascinating to see this bootstrap itself right and and People are, are waiting for different infrastructure to get built, uh, you know, things in the code to get hammered out and very consistent. Uh, that will come. Uh, it is working. You can use it right now. People use it every day. There's more and more wallets. There's another Android wallet that just came out for Lightning. And um, I saw a video a couple weeks ago on like some people that were working on a POS, like an actual POS system for Lightning uh, that could be deployed. And another one that was actually deployed at a few retailers, I think it was like in Australia airports or something, one of the retailers there uh, in those airports was use, was able to use Lightning. So, you know, it's the same as anything else when you're looking for merchant adoption. Uh, I'm interested to see when, like, Lightning nodes will be standard for game consoles, you know, or I think that's a natural fit. They're online. You can keep them online all the time. Uh, you can use that Bitcoin uh, in the games. So I think that's a natural fit. We'll see if that comes to pass. Or like if you're, if you do uh, desktop gaming, computer gaming, kind of requiring you to have a lightning node locally, right? That um, you can use with the game. That would be something to think about too. Anyways. All right. Last thing is Google trends over the last 12 months. You know, it's, it's, totally flatlined totally totally flatlined 
and we're just waiting for a sign of life here. Last 30 days, same thing. There's a little bit more variance, obviously, in the 30-day one, um, but it's, it's flat as well. Just waiting for signs of life from the Google Trends. All right, that's all I have here. I think I'm actually going to break this episode into two pieces because there's lots of news. I've been away for for about, I think it's like 15 days, oh, oh, over two weeks now. So there's a lot of news that's backed up and I have a lot of stuff I want to say about that. If you guys would like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets and we'll see you on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>